Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Food and Wine Festival is going to be happening soon, mm. but it's midsummer now. And we're feeling it. We're just talking with Besha Rodell, who's in the house. Besha, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. You're saying it's getting warm out there. It's very hot outside. Yeah, and you were swatting off kids at the Carlton Pool this yeah, morning. Yeah, I get oh, grumpy kids. when when people try to have fun in my exercise get swimming pool. Get out of my lane. Don't you see I'm exercising? <laughs> Damn you. Can you, you're not allowed to drown children, small children no, in pools. No, I don't think no, so. It doesn't it's, go down well with the parents. It's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. Damn, this progressive society, <laughs> we call it. Uh, how's your eating going at the moment? It's pretty good. There's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of sameness in my eating these I know, days. Because I actually said to you, so where are you going? Oh, it's sort of all I mean, the I, same. You know, look, it's uh, um, it's it's part of the job. And yeah, what do you it do? Would be, we should probably I, introduce I, you. I, I am the res- the chief restaurant critic for the Age and Good Food. Are you still anonymous? I am still anonymous. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some people who know what I look like, but mm. not very many. <laughs> um, I have a book coming out next year, so I have to decide what oh, is going to happen then. Yeah, or, you know, I probably should do some events could, and stuff. You could make your own sort of icon. I could. You could um, be like, the, you know, the gorillas. Yeah, exactly. You know, the gorillas well, created yeah. a whole cartoon universe. I was universe. also thinking I could just have a different friend of mine be me at every, you know, this is assuming that I get, like, Events and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hopeful that I will. Well, but maybe you um, could have a group picture, and you're going to be sort of like, "Where's Wally?" We could yeah, pick out best. Exactly. Anyway, so, yeah. what do, what have you been? You've been looking at different places. So, you worked all through summer. I, um, we had a short break. That Good Food doesn't publish reviews um, for the last week of December and first couple of weeks of January. Yeah. So, um, which was nice. I went camping. I, I, I did that kind of stuff, but, um, yeah, I've been back on it for about a month now mm. and there's just a lot of wine bars and a lot of Italian food. I mean, this is Melbourne and it would be silly for me to complain about that. Um, and I recognize it's a privilege of the job to be bored with you wine bars. Keep, <laughs> so you got, you got to keep intoning that. Remember this. Yes. I'm the luckiest person alive. Yes. But, uh, I've got to order the Parmigiana. It's just, no. it just is hard. I enjoy it. I love eating at wine bars. Actually, it's probably one of my favorite ways to eat, but um, yeah, it just, too. it becomes hard to figure out what to say about the Kingfish Crudo for and, the 75th time. And yeah, what's the hook? Yeah. Now, now you did go to uh, one that might stand up a little bit head and shoulders and it's a bit more than a wine bar, but... Uh, uh, Joseph Fargetto's place, uh, Mr. Bianco, yes, right? In, yeah. in Cotham Road, Q? Yes. yes. He's just moved to a much bigger space. How's um, it looking? You know, it's it's nice and the food is really good. I kind of miss that very Melbourne quality of the smaller place, which was, mm. a, you know, that classic storefront Italian um, white yeah. tablecloth feel, which I just adore. But this is... Bentwood chairs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, clattering on the floor yeah, as you move them around. I, which I, you know, I love that. So, but this is much bigger, much slicker. Um, they, are, they were, when I went, struggling, I think, to um, size up in terms of the, the way that they run their service 
because it's a very different model to have a tiny room than a bunch of big sections. And I feel like they were still kind of trying to run it like a small restaurant. But, you know, I said that in the review and I I think they'll get it right. They're obviously Mm. professionals, but um, the food itself is is really wonderful. It is kind of important to have sections, isn't it? It's very important to have sections. And, you know, I was a restaurant manager and waitress before I got into food writing and I've never lost that kind of, um, you know, that sixth sense when you walk into a restaurant of like, who's the lead waiter? Where is, where's the bus boy? You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like I yeah. still am um, anxious about that, which is probably good for the job, but uh, you, that's, you that's do. That's a hospitality scoping of the room. It is. It, it yeah, never goes much. away. No, it, it never doesn't. goes away. Oh, oh, Matt's just written that down. That's, that's good. Hospitality <laughs> scoping. There we go. <laughs> we got that. But yeah, that is, we, Different eyes. Yes, absolutely. You know? And, you know, I still have the waiting tables dream and where the, you know, the computer system doesn't make sense and my dad is in a section that I can't get to. And it's been 15, 20 years wow. and I still have those dreams. Yeah. Do you have those dreams? I, I have had. I'm, actually, I remember um, one of my first uh, experiences of working. Oh, this is a long time ago. This is a silver service restaurant, which shows you how long time ago it was. But I remember I got to a stage where I didn't know who had what. Um, I was completely, uh, how do we say this politely? In the weeds. In the weeds, yes. In the weeds, yes. completely. And it took me a while to dig myself out. I still have bad dreams about that. Yes. Where are we at with prices at the moment? Let's, uh, we've got to talk. There yeah. it is. It's the big old. They are just um, really high, really, really high. Everywhere. Um, everywhere. It, it, this is, it's a tough time. I mean, if you want to fill up your car, it costs a lot of money. If you want to get a, a stick of butter, it's insane. Matt and I were talking about, we want a cheese, see your bank manager. I know, Or yes. go to Aldi. Or, or, or uh, best is, le- what is it, the best, best, best for less? Or yeah. They have like a wheel of Daffinois for... Um, twenty dollars. What? No, it's not best for less. What is it anyway? Cash and carry. I'll figure it out. Costco. It's like an op shop for food. It sounds great. It sounds like a like a heaven. It's on Sydney Road in Brunswick. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go there. Twenty dollars for a wheel of Daffinwise. <laughs> I am there. But um, what we are seeing is the the fact that. Um, Prices have been going up, and we were sort of talking off air that there's probably a section of the market that is going to be eventually, if it's not happened already, excluded from eating out. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been talking about this with my editors. Mm. Uh, You know, I started this gig just over two years ago, and my receipts for a meal at, you know, that type of wine bar, kind of casual, high-end but casual place, place used to be, if I had... Two cocktails, this is for two people. Two mm-hmm. cocktails, two appetizers, two main courses, one dessert and a bottle of wine. Bottle that of wine. was about two hundred and twenty dollars, I would say yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Now I would say it's three thirty. So which is Whoa. what you used to pay for like the anniversary blowout. Day, yeah. Right? That, that's, that's I mean, you would save up for that. It's not a Tuesday night or, meal. Or Gabrielle Gatte would talk about it about, you know, you must have fine dining. You must do it. You know, it's yeah. a great thing to do once or t- twice, once or a, twice year. a year. Yeah. That's th- and at that level. But so and I have spent that much money just at a neighborhood joint, you know? Um mm. so I think that it makes um 
there's I just was reading that, you know, spending in pubs is is significantly up in Australia. And I think yep. that that is part of why is that we're going back to just saying, look, if I want a night out with my partner or my friends, I mm. can do that at the pub just yes. as easily. In fact, more easily. It's not going to have to get online and give them a credit card <laughs> to yes. get a booking and yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. And, you know, the food's going to be great probably if I know the right pub. And so I think that that is one thing that's happening. And yeah, um, but look, places are still heaving. Like Mm. I I have not seen it really dampen the, uh, the the restaurants are still full as far as I can tell. So yeah, well, yeah, I suppose certain, certain ones are like, I was uh, lucky enough to be working at the convent last night. Oh, really fun. I had a look at uh, Julie Mm -hmm. and Cam space around the corner. Mm Um, And that was just going crazy. That's such a beautiful room, isn't it? It is. I love it. It really is. Oh, and I also made a discovery there. There's a little Japanese place. Really? Around the... Yeah, there's a a guy and they do really, really simple food. Really cheap, though. Like chicken ribs with rice with a little bit of salad on it. For like about... um, What was that? I think it was about $15 or something like that. That's cool. So there's all these different um, levels that you can eat out of the convent. But back to your point, yeah, Julie's going crazy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and you think about Rain and LaRue, which was kind of the biggest opening of last year, which is... What's Rain and LaRue again for those? It, it is in the old stock exchange in the CBD, a beautiful, beautiful room. It, it was... How did uh, Pat Nurse describe it? A secular, um, a secular gothic um, edifice yeah, or something. Yeah, it's a temple to... You know, capitalism, it honestly, yes. and um, and they charge accordingly, yeah. um, and it is still hard to get in there. I mean, and it is just breathtakingly expensive. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, um, I wateringly, yeah, it yes. is. But you know, it's not easy to get a table. So, mm. so what's okay? So there's a lot of people that are still eating out. There's a whole bunch of people that might be priced out. I was going to say we'll extrapolate and say what what can they do. You were helpful enough to say, I think, maybe they could just make a sandwich. Yeah. Well, Uh, I do see a lot of, um, you know, we're having this massive sandwich boom in Melbourne right mm, now, and it shows no signs of slowing. And, Mm. in fact, um, over at Good Food at the Age, we are launching a sandwich column because there's so many sandwiches to, to consider, and people are excited about them. I mean, they are kind of this, you know, I think they're good for social media. They look good, you know. And you can hold it in your hand yeah, and take, take the, the photo. Picture. We've all done that. Yeah, yes. no, half of my Instagram grid is probably sandwiches these yeah. days. Um, Matt, Matt's guilty of that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> but, check out this sandwich. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> it's going to be under $20, hopefully. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are making them with really great ingredients. Uh, I know at least a couple of chefs who have come from fine dining and when they thought about doing their own business, they decided to do sandwiches, the um, the chef at Jolly Good Sandwiches, which is one of the better ones. Mm. And they've just opened a diner um, as well. But he he's an ex-Gimlet chef. So, you know, mm. I think that it's something that there's a number of factors. One of them is economic. One of them is just quality of life. I mean, if you are a chef and you want to have a family, you can have a day job instead of a night job. Um, and never see your family again. Well, yeah. if you if you if you make sandwiches, you're more likely to be home for dinner. You yeah, know? exactly. So yeah, nicely put. Yeah. All right, um, uh, Besha, something's happened. Mm. 
the Washington um, the the Washington Post just just got in touch, and they've just given you a job. And you're going to New York uh, to be the the food columnist there in, okay. in New York. So, congratulations! Thank you on very that. much. That's so nice. What are the things that you'll miss the most if you had to be oh. torn out of this city? What are some of the things that you, when you tell the people, it's like, oh God, I miss Melbourne. I miss so much. Well, I, you know, I spent. 25 years missing Melbourne and mm. um, a lot of things that I missed uh, are not here anymore and yeah. a lot of things that um, came up since then you know weren't there when I left so um, I do really love again that old school Melbourne Italian kind of European restaurant I I still I eat at Mario's probably once a week still it's it's nostalgia mm. for me but it's just it's that style of service and that style of cooking which is different than American relaxed and self-assured yeah and almost like a little bit like a um a loving but grumpy uncle do you know what i mean like i love that style of, and it is very melbourne i don't really there's some new york restaurants that have that but it's not you know you think about jim's greek tavern or mario's or the, or the waiters club that that place where they're like yeah yeah what do you want and they <laughs> and they're very very um professional and they're yeah. not you know they're yeah. just and they might tease you a little yeah. and everything's but, great but what it's just want? but it's just and it's and it's quick and it's and it's efficient um but I also love uh, Australian Italian food, which is different than American Italian food. Um, less meatballs. Yeah, less meatballs, more spice. I mean, yeah. you know, there's just not like that Amatriciana kind of that, that you know, Sicilian spice in the sauce is not a thing in American Italian food, really. So No arrabbiata. Mm-hmm. I mean, you no, know, angry. you can get it, but it's just not part of the culture. And I think mm. it just is different waves of immigration bringing different things with them. So, um, you know, I mean, this is all going to sound so silly and childish and stuff, but again, it's, it's very nostalgia based for me. I would miss a good salad sandwich from the milk bar. Um, Mm. the, the best one these days is, uh, at that milk bar. I don't even know if it has a name on Rathdown street and Rathdown village, the one that they cut keys and will do your, you know, dry cleaning for you and all of that. They make up great salad sandwich on that like fluffy Turkish bread. Mm. Um, and I would miss the wine bar culture a lot. I would miss, um, I would miss some of the Asian food, although New York has plenty of that too. So, you know, um, and I, I think that the things that are, you know, fully Australian are the things that I couldn't get there. There's, there's Australian cafes there now, but they're not, you know, they're a little bit, they're fine. Um, they're, they're okay. They're but I, okay. That, that casualness of just like at every point of the day, there is something really delicious and really high quality that is on every corner, basically. I would miss the hell out of the pubs. I mean, I, I don't know how I lived without pubs for as long as I did. I don't know how America lives without pubs. It's, mm. it, it, it is, I think that it's part of the fracturing of that culture, frankly, that like unless you go to church, there isn't that kind of community – Yeah, a place where community and all ages kind of come together. There are definitely bars there, but they're not – you can't take your kids to the bar. And Mm. their bars are for – they're very stratified. It's like for different people. You wouldn't take your kids to the bar and you wouldn't take your granddad to the bar, but you can take both to the pub and it makes for this real sense of community that isn't in uh, American bars. You, well, you know. viva la difference. And the good news is that you get to stay, even though you'd be, oh, I'm thanks. sure you'd like to go back to New York. Um, Beshit, what a delight to have a chat with you. 
Um, we'd love to see you again during the I year. I would love to come back. Oh, thank you. And what, what are the rest of the day, what are you doing? Um, I have to go and eat at a pub. What a great idea. I'm not telling which. Okay, yes. <laughs> You'll find out next week. <laughs> the, the anonymous uh, food reviewer for the Age Good Food Guide, Besha, thank you so much. Thank you. Triple R. Uno, duo, cuatro, hey. <laughs> oh, we're back. John. Good morning. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back. What a wonderful, familiar face at the market to be looking at. Thank you for uh, having the time to talk to me, John. As a 50 just gets handed to you, this is good. Yeah, they're coming out of the machine, so, you know, mm. we so, change them. Yeah, nice and, well, it's nice to see people still using cash around here. Um, from all the listeners, may I just say a very, very a Merry Christmas. It's a long time ago. Happy New Year. Here we are. It's February, and we're just about to have the heat turned up. Definitely, but I don't think as bad as last Sunday. Last Sunday we got roasted in here, but there were people everywhere. I couldn't believe it. It sounded a little bit traumatic last Sunday. It was, it was. It took me a day or more to recover from it because you're on the run all the time and and the heat's there and you keep drinking water and it hits you and we deal with it. Yeah, I guess you have to. You get lots of water and stuff like that. What's been happening? um, Look, the tomatoes look amazing. There's, There's just this beautiful... When you look at Tomato City at the Vic Market, you see this beautiful sea of red. It looks really, really lovely. Yeah, we're rather lucky. Um, all the cherry tomatoes have um, been coming along as normal. We've got round cherry tomatoes, which got a, a hard skin, very strong, acidy flavour. Yep. We've got mini romas, which are elongated. They're softer skin, sweet. The black Russians, crunchy, tart, leave a mouth sweet. And then we got the other heirlooms, Rouge de Marmande and Black Russians. We got beautiful Oxarts out of Victoria. And we've still got our South Australian round tomatoes and Doncaster, which were a little bit late this year. Mm. So how has the year been generally, if you're going to define tomatoes? Has this been a good tomato year? So far it's been slow. Yeah. We may recover. I've just got the first batch of decent uh, King Romas, the big ones. So, you know, people have been buying two, three, four boxes, going home making sauce. Does my memory serve me right that you didn't make sauce last year? No, we're not making any this year either. um, When when we made it last time, we made 700 bottles, so that all got stored under the house. How many left? Uh, Quite a few, because we had a little bit of old stuff, but because we've been enjoying the ripe tomatoes, we take them home and make a, a fresh sauce with them. Or Actually, this week, Frank has been doing fresh tomatoes with the green beans, Italian style. Um, you just steam the beans with the tomatoes and um, it comes saucy. Oh, yeah, Very okay, nice. yes. Very yeah. nice. And let the beans cook through nicely. Yeah, not too long, yeah, so yeah. they don't go too mushy. Yeah. And also, she put endive with it this week as well. Ooh. I found some beautiful endive... Um, which I enjoy because we eat the inner leaves, the yellowy leaves in a salad. Yes. And uh, the outer leaves we steam or boil. Yes. That sounds a uh, yeah, good thing. Very, very good for you too, isn't it? It is. You get fibre, you get high iron, mm. uh, you get a lot of sugar out of it as well. You yeah. don't realise how sweet some of the endives and things can be. Chicory's a little bit more tart. Yeah, more sort of... More acidy. Yeah, yeah, got it. But each one's got their own job because the chicory, uh, you chop it and put it into a minestrone and you need that strength. Um, If not, use the Savoy cabbage, which is a little bit sweeter again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, more of a gentle thing. Now, one thing I did notice is that um, 
you're sort of slowly moving into a little bit more fruit. There's quite a bit of stone fruit that's there. You come down and we'll talk about it. Yeah, let's let's there. have a look. And but also there's these amazing watermelons that I've been looking at. This incredible what are you calling champagne? Champagne melon. See when we we're moving. Sorry, we're just moving across here. There we go. We're in the fruit when, section. When we got moved up from H-Shed to C-Shed, because yeah. we're number eight C-Shed, mm. um, we were giving, given an extra two and a half, three metres of space. Yep. So, you know, when there wasn't much to, to put on, it was a little bit empty, didn't look pretty. Mm. But now we've got a myriad of um, fresh fruit, stone fruit, um, so we've put it on. Uh, so we've got this champagne melon, Outside it looks like a normal melon. Inside it's a golden colour, very, very vibrant. An unusual melon. It's not new. Um, The the white pith is softer. You can eat it as well. Yes. Um, It's not as intense as it was last year in flavour, but just as sweet as a red one. Mm. And we've been cutting the red melon. It's seedless. Uh, Today, $2.50. Last week we had it $2. It went up a little bit. Champagne was selling $3 a kilo. I've seen it $5 and $6 around. So, you know... It's um, going to be walking out the door today because there's a lot of people that are getting two pieces, big yeah, pieces. Exactly. You know, people are feeling warm. They want something to cool them down, so they go put it in the fridge, have a feast with that. Do you know, I made the most amazing... Uh, I made a pretty good salad. <laughs> it wasn't that amazing, but it was pretty, pretty nice. Watermelon with mint, red onion... A little bit of balsamic vinegar. Yes, it works. That's good. It works. Agrodolce. Yeah. Romeo, buongiorno. Come stay. Uh, okay. Now, uh, talking about melons, we haven't put cantaloupe on or rock melons no. on yet, but we will. You will? Um, yeah, okay. I, I've probably mentioned this to you before. If you ever get a cantaloupe or rock melon um, that you find that doesn't have the intensity and colour that you want, yeah. don't throw it away. What? Slice it up. You put cantaloupe, tomato, cucumber, onion, good olive oil, oregano. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, and, yeah. And that makes the best salad. And a cantaloupe sucks up all that sweetness from the tomatoes and the cucumber and that. Oh, it's so refreshing. Beautiful, crusty bread. Do it again. One more time. What are we putting? Rock melon, yeah. cucumber, cucumber, tomato, yeah. uh, onion, parsley, yeah. garlic, oregano. And, and, yes, and then you make your panzanella. So you get the crusty old ciabatta, yes. soak it in the water yes. and make a panzanella. We don't toast it. A lot Sounds of people good. toast it or use toasted um, mm. like a giant crouton. Yeah. Come this way. We're, we're in the way. Sorry, Joey. There we go. Um, okay, get out of the way. Yeah, so that's Joey's favourite. He, yeah. He'll have it for lunch on a very, very hot day. It's just so refreshing. Um, but the cantaloupe blends in, as I said, and it really makes the salad as well. Well, this is a great thing to think of in the next couple of days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've also got yellow nectarines, white nectarines, beautiful um, white peach, yellow peach. Dark, we've got dark plums. Dark plums. That's uh, a queen's garnet. What do you do with plums? Uh, well, mostly if they make it home, we yeah. eat them uh, on their own. Yeah. If not... Um, We'll slice and dice and give them a quick warm through and eat them on ice cream. That's good. Um, and then a plum upside down cake is a beautiful I, thing. I, I got a beg for that. Yeah. I'm going to try. Go on, Ma- give it a go. Maybe I'll ask mum. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't had any um, asparagus omelettes lately? Uh, yeah, I did before Christmas. I got rather lucky. She did it a couple of times, and that's yeah. gorgeous as well. 
And talking of asparagus, we'll come back to the fruit in a second. Yes. Uh, we've got asparagus from Mildura straight out of the ground. You don't have to buy Mexican, which is around the market. Yeah. We've also got Golden Queen peaches, which is a clingstone. What that means is that it sticks to the... Sorry, we're just getting... Joey's moving us around today. We're, we're in the way. Sorry about that. He's got to chop and dice. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it stays on the stone, whereas the others are called slip stones. Yes. You can twist them off sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I think here comes the um, lion dance. Oh, I think it is. I can hear it. Hey, oh, yeah, Happy New Year, <coughs> too, by the way. Thank Year you. of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got uh, more park... Apricots from New Zealand. Yep. Uh, sorry, Tasmania. Yeah. Uh, wrong island. Uh, <laughs> um, and they're nice. When you break them in half, they're not woolly inside. They're not mushy. Mm. They're, they're not cheap. They're 15 bucks a kilo, but worth every cent of it. Yep. Uh, yeah, we got American kiwis. It's tragic. I didn't want them. Whoa, the, okay. Yeah. Uh, I had to buy them because someone asked for them. Okay. Uh, and then we got beautiful avos. We got reed oh, avocados. Yes. So the, we see, we're so used to... Um, the avocado that took over the world, the Hass. We're going again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Hass. Oh, no, but we, we've got these... Uh, uh, yes, no, but what I was going to say is the avocado that's taken over the world, the, the Hass, has been... Well, well look at the side. Don't say Well, OK, but they, I, look I at this beautiful thing, the reed. We have reed, yeah. They look like a big emu egg. Yes, and yeah, they're round, super creamy. Oh, yeah, you're not joking. One big one fills up a little soup bowl. Yeah. Uh, but the hash are beautiful as well. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the satin peaches and nectarines. Mm. Um, they look like someone sat on them. Yeah. But they're very, very tasty. Uh, they're $12 a kilo. The nectarines are very, very sweet, but I still rather the old-style white nectarine. Love a white nectarine. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Can I just say... One of the most beautiful things you can do, white nectarine, other than have it from the fridge when it's cold or when it's hot and you want to cool down, is you bake them. And they take heat so well. And those, all those sugars just, just come out. They're, they're beautiful. They do. And you know what the Italians do with the clingstones, don't you? What? They slice them into a glass of red wine full of ice. Yes. Let it sit for a little bit, if mm. you can. And then they drink it, and then they eat the peach, and that's a very good palate cleanser as well. I think I should do that. All right, pick of the market. Oh, you wanted to talk about you've got prickly pears. Very quick. That's why they're called prickly pears. Don't touch them because they're prickly. Yes. Very, uh, uh, not very hard to clean. Very nice flavour. Yes. Pick of the market. We've got beautiful Victorian beans. uh, A little bit pricey this week, about $13 a kilo. Um, Nice fresh peas as well. Uh, we've got a myriad of vegetables there as well. We've got baby eggplant, they're pink. And, the, and normal eggplant at $3 is really good. Yes, they are. Very nice. Uh, get out and make eggplant parmigiana or something like that. Mm. You know, we've got it all. We've got all the lovely tomatoes, all the lovely fruit. Get out, have a look. Pick the eyes out of the market. Go home, cook up a storm. Live long time. Sounds like a good thing. John, thank you for your time. Look forward to speaking to you over the year. Thank you. We'll get back to the studio. You're welcome. Hopefully we won't get roasted too much today. All right. Independently yours, Triple R. 102.7. So now it's time for Duncan Buchanan's Wonderful World of Wine. Yeah. Duncan Buchanan. Duncan Buchanan. He's on the radio. Duncan Buchanan. Hello, Duncan. Hello, Cam Smith. How are you? (laughs) Duncan Buchanan. Uh, 
So good. We said it more than once. Um, better for hearing your voice, and I beat you to it, my friend. Yes, indeed. So who you got in the studio with you today? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening earlier on. I was watching the Pipeline final. Oh, it's me, Dunks. It's me. It's, for the it's Matty. Stedman. Hey. Stedman. Hey. Matt. How are you, man? Yeah, good. Welcome back, you guys. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back. And we had Besha Rodell on, uh, anonymous yeah. uh, head food critic for The Age, and then we've yeah. just had a chat to John. So we're sort of trying to cover a whole bunch of bases. Um, yeah. We're doing the restaurant industry and we're saying things are expensive. John's saying things are getting hot, if I could summarise. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you, you, are you playing, as we were speaking, Matt and I, winemaker Tetris? Yes, we are. We most yes, definitely we are. are. I mean, if, if you have a look at the – okay, if you were a wine grape right now, Cam, you yep. would be that. I'd be nervous. Well, I don't know. You'd be happy as a pig in poo, really, because oh. this is just beautiful photosynthesis, photosynthesis weather. You oh, know, okay. Nice. So I'm still on the vine. I haven't been crushed to death. I <laughs> know. Oh, you've got to stay of execution for a couple of weeks. Okay, realistically. this is good. Okay, good. But um, they, but it's just it, this is perfect ripening weather. Well, it's this is um, we've got some some big sort of uh, solar injections happening in the next couple of days, don't we? Exactly. The upcoming week is looking really good. So it's yeah. sort of it's 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 a very exciting time of year. I mean, you know, I think we say this most years, but it mm. is. It, there's a really lovely sense of anticipation that's coming up because you've you've got two things happening because it's a yearly cycle for us. Mm. We we're about to start picking, but you can't put wine into barrels that are still full from last year. So no, it's physically th- impossible, my friend. No, physically to, impossible to, does not work. I look no. like an idiot again. Yes. You can't um, compress liquids. That's the uh, law of hydraulics, I think. Just can't do it. So we so December and January is typically getting uh, pinots and chardonnays that we made in 2023 out of barrel into tangers. This thing where you're just looking at what must say looking, you know, you're sort of sniffing, tasting, and checking out what you've done from last year and how they've come up. Yeah, and getting those out and into bottle and uh, making room for what you've got to get, what, you, what we're going to be starting to pick pretty soon. So it's, And it's a real, there's a lovely buzz that gets around the place. You know, people are getting excited. Nets are on the vines and people are, you know, madly running around doing the final, you know, final tweaking of their um, of their crops where they can. And it's mm. just, it's, a, it is, it's busy, but it's a really lovely time of the year. It is indeed. Well, I was having a chat to the guys at Dixon's Creek, uh, Finn, yep. the Finn boys. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Didn't get to hit the cough right. button. Sorry about that. Um, and uh, they buy in. They're sort of negotiants as well as they have yep. um, their own estate stuff. But uh, yep. they were saying, oh, my God, we've just got to try and find all the room for all the stuff that's coming in. And a lot of it is coming in at the same time. And one thing yep. I will reflect on just for a discussion is – um, we were a little bit worried because it's been a bit of a wet year and this hot, dry week would be great for, you know, er- eradicating any sort of signs of any fungal infections. Yeah, would there, that be I mean, right? You're right? Yeah, you're right. There has been a bit floating around, but in our case, like, all the all the uh, vineyards down here, especially the stuff at Stonia, they're all sitting mm. in the net, so there's nothing you can do. There was a little bit of disease going into nets, mm. but what happens is the grapes get to a certain point during their maturity and they're they're pretty much disease resistant there's a ph shift within the berry and that helps them withstand disease really? so it kind of threw, from where yeah so like what uh, the... from around from around verizon 
Yes. Which is when the berries start to soften up and colour up, so a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And um, so once you get through but the, the downside is your leaves aren't immune to those diseases. So then what happens, you might lose a little bit of leaf cover, so you might get a bit of – there's a potential of a bit of sunburn there. And But if the main thing is if you can – if you, you want to keep healthy canopies post-picking because those canopies put all the – that's it. What's happened? What's going on, Cam? Nothing, mate. Just, just keep I talking. Can, I, I can hear me back. Oh, can you? Yeah, sorry. How very strange. How that very strange. You're sounding good to us. <laughs> are, you, are you still doing that? It's stopped now. Sorry. Hey. Oh, good. Anyway, good. That's good. That was, that was really weird. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's coming back at me again. Ooh. Ooh. How about we, we might try ringing you back, Duncan? Yeah. yeah we'll, hang we'll, up and ring us back. Yeah. We're going to do that. So, folks, just uh, talk amongst yourselves. Yes. We're just going to call back Duncan Buchanan. We've had a bit of a bad luck with the technology recently, haven't we? Yes, a bit, yeah. of, a, bit of a bad trot, you know. Yeah, We're going to give it a go. We're calling the mobile. Yeah. Oh, They're there ringing. Is. And Duncan Buchanan. How's that going? That's much better. Oh, good. Hey. Sorry, it was weird. It was like it was, um, it was, like it was coming back at me. I do apologise. Maybe it's those Telstra people. Exactly. No, I blame, but, um, I blame Telstra. Check. Why not, you know? It's five G for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but what, um, what, I was, what I was trying to say is, if you keep healthy canopies, all the nutrients that are in those canopies, they go they go into storage over winter and help this help the uh, vine bounce bounce oh, out so of dormancy I, next season. So, so to paraphrase, to if I can paraphrase, yeah. so by yeah by keeping uh, the canopy after you've taken the fruit off. You're, yep. you're able, because you're continuing to photosynthesize, the energy is going into the plant so that it's, uh, well, it can sleep better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, has, it has a good feed before it goes to sleep. Yeah. And then, um, it's like having and then, a, you know, a, a warm milk. <laughs> a bonox. A bonox. With milk yeah, exactly. and sugar. Something there like, we go. With milk and sugar. Yeah. So we, we like to keep um, keep those canopies healthy. But mm-hmm. it is weird that you say that there's a, um, it has been kind of wet, but some, some people are, had some news out of Margaret River. So they've had one of the oh, uh, Margaret WA. River. Yeah, so everything's on fire. Yeah, and, and smoke tank. over there. And what about? I uh, haven't, ha- haven't, haven't had any reports of that. Thank That's God for I'm, that. Be oh. exactly very careful to report them because yeah, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we yeah. don't don't use the smoke tank words. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And um, and the Hunter Valley of all places have had a fairly dry one too. And you think it's really moist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- oh, I thought, thought we weird. were going to be because t- I we did a little bit of homework and we had a chat early in the week and I said, oh, you better have a chat to some people in the Hunter. I bet you they've got problems with fungal and all that stuff. But yeah, no, but it's weird. I mean, I mean, no, apparently not. And it's weird. The um, I was at work the other day and someone at work said I didn't realise we'd moved to Queensland because it was so bloody humid. Yes. And I said, no, I think Queensland's moved to us. Yes. And it's a, uh, it, but it has been really. Humid. Here, when I know around um, Griffith, there'd been a few uh, there'd been a few issues around there, but they're they're pretty canny operators around the place. They, they've been many, they've been able to do some good stuff there. But I think overall we're poised for a pretty good season. Now I don't like to say it out loud because if it all, if, if you say it out loud, and all goes, it's, uh, it's my fault. Yeah, yeah. It, out loud, it was, you know? it was it's, big cannon. Yeah, it's big yeah. cannon. His massive and his massive mouth. His bloody mouth um, again. But it's looking good. I think the I think if you got it's a real it's a bit of a cliche thing, but it's, a, it's been a real uh, viticulturalist season. It has been a, a difficult one, but if you've been on top of how you manage your run your vineyards and your canopy and your canopy, mm, canopy you, mate. Should, you should be in pretty good shape. There's a, a little bit more fruit out there than we saw last year, which is a good thing because last yeah. year was very very low. And but, um, 
And yeah, you yeah. have uh, one of the things uh, that I think is kind of interesting is that being the the winemaker, the winemaker at Stonia? He's a, he's one a off. chief winemaker, but maybe I'm the, yeah, one. Hey, yeah. hey. Um, yeah. And uh, probably famous for the, the sensational pinots that come out of there. But there's, you guys also make a really rather, I think, very, very, and it's been a while since I've tasted it, but a very, very elegant, crisp, sparkling wine. Yes, we do. We had, we did that, and, and that's we'll be we'll be taking in some stuff for sparkling this year, and that's um, it's a nice thing to be able to do. Like at Stony, we just specialise Pinot and Chardonnay. That's all we do. But that's there is you, a you but there is a sparkling. But yeah, and it's made from Pinot and Chardonnay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, that's your point. Yeah. Okay. I'm bigger button. Yeah. C, <laughs> dickhead. Okay. Stick, stick with me, Cam. Stay yeah, I'm, close, I'm Cam. here. I'm right behind you then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And that's and that's a it's a you know it's a lovely thing to be able to a lovely thing to be able to do with those varieties. It's a, you know it's a fair bit more work, but you know it's always worth the reward, isn't it? Just oh, the rewards and the products itself. Ever. I think. And is that a is that a method de champenoise type thing? It is. It most definitely is. So it's been Good about oh, what's what's about five years on leave and just gorged it recently. And it looks like five years on leaves. Actually, it'll be longer because it's 2016. So it had about eight years on leaves now. Oh, no wonder it's and, so good. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, but it's a you know it's a road to a flog. Financially, it's a road to a flogging. I mean, you got you got to make these things, and then you got to sit them in boxes for eight years. And you know you, you yeah. made you made that original investment eight years yeah. ago. And, you yeah. know you go here you go. Let's release. Yeah, this come now. on, here it is. Things. We're going to be millionaires. <laughs> I think I think Matt's just writing out "road to a flogging." Yes, he is. He's writing that down. There's a quote from the the thing. So. um and what are you most looking forward to seeing? I think that because when we took over the vineyards uh, at Stonia in November uh, 22, mm. we put a lot into the paddock. We've done a huge amount of work paddock to resurrect those. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening with the um, the older vines that we've got there. Like I said, we've got 40 odd year old vines, and mm. we've been you know they've been very very well treated over the past 18 months or so. And it's amazing how quickly they've turned around. So what we normally do. We'll have single vineyard wines that come out of those blocks, so we can compare them from year to year, oh. and it's um it's a, it'll be really really interesting to see how 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 they perform as the years go on because that's that's the mission for us is to you know, get the absolute best out of the um out of the vineyards that we have because I've said it a million times, Cam. We've got one ingredient, right? It's wine grapes. Yeah, so get it right. Yeah, and then you try and it. sell them. Exactly. Yeah. You get it right, and it's just, you know, the wine's kind of sort of, I don't want to say they make themselves, it's so much easier to make good wine from good grapes. You know, you work so much harder. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... so much harder to make to make shit wines because you you start with substandard fruit and you're just, you're playing, you know, you're just, you're painting over the cracks the whole time. But if you can yeah. start with pristine fruit, you're, you know, it's you're so laughing. much easier. Yes. Well, you kind of, sort of. Well, it, like it, it does make the job much easier. So it's 12.57. We've only got a little bit of time left, but I thought maybe it might be interesting, you know, We've spoken to the winemaker about canopy management, about your thoughts about from around Australia, the way vintage is going to go. We value this so much, Duncan. We thank you for it. But I thought I might just ask one more question in that oh, what is – Yeah, no, it's not one of those nasty ones. This is an easy one, all right? I'm not going to ask you about phylloxera in the you know 19th century. I really wanted to know about mm. what's in your glass and what you have been enjoying drinking over the summer and in – well, into the future. What are you digging the summer, at the moment? The summer months, I have been okay, – it's beach weather, so there's, there has been beer. I've been sampling some of the local – Jenny Road Pale Ale has been on high rotation. Which one? 
Jetty Road Pale Ale. They're a local brewer. And okay. Delicious pale. Bolter XBA um, for me has been my summer drink. <laughs> You're one oh, of them. Really? Just, how's your liver? But um, the, the, the XBA. Just, just one, one a day. One a day. It's, I was right. going to, that's, that's, it's a one beer beer. Yeah. I don't completely agree with yes. those. But I've been looking at bit, one of the uh, other labels that we have is um, the Fallen Giants label from out at um, out the Grampians. So I've been looking at a lot of their Rieslings. I, I'm sorry, Cam, I have been looking at Rieslings. What, a, what they, a great uh, food wine Riesling is, hey? Abso- absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> so that, that's been a really good one, really, really good one for summer. And yes. the Gram- and the Grampians, again, look, that's looking fantastic out there this year. I've had, had some reports out there. People are super excited about it. It's been, you know, not as dry as it, as it has been. So, yeah, yeah look, looking at a lot of those. And, again, because we've been doing a lot of blending trials, you tend to, I tend to have a look at our own wines. It's, this is a bit, you know, self-indulgent, I suppose, but I always like to look at the wines that we've made at home with food because you look at them yeah. at work in the laboratory and it's, yep. a, it's a it's a it's a it's not the not the way you would normally drink them so i'll often bring home a glass or yeah, just a little sample bottle and have it with the food that i think it should go with so that you can see if it works or not and that's that's always a great thrill yeah it must be it's like uh it's watching your child perform its first concert no, it's heaps more fun. Than, heaps more fun than that, and not as shit. Believe me, I've been to a, been to a stack of kids' concerts. Wow, you can really play that recorder. Not all right. We got to get out of here, Duncan. Such a pleasure. We'll catch up with you over the next few weeks to see how vintage is going. Love your work. Catch up in a couple of weeks or so. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy your day. And great to have you back. Thanks, mate. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.